fine. He's Steve Milton from Greasy Lake. When I'm not tweeting about Bruce Springsteen, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce. Welcome to a special Valentine's Day edition of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. And as Bruce himself says, there's love in the air. (laughs) Um, Joining me today is my frequent guest and my favorite um, English teacher, and uh, just truly one of the nicest guys I know, um, Jay. So, Jay, how you doing? Great, Jesse. Uh, always a pleasure to be here on the show. Love talking with you. Um, just, uh, it's always a great time. Really looking yeah. forward to today's episode. How's, uh, how's the, now that the holidays are over and the kids are back in, uh, how are things going at school? It's good. Um, actually, I wrote about this last week. We're kind of in, uh, I call it like the armpit of the school year. Uh, it's kind of okay. bleak right now, you know. Uh, we don't have many days off uh, up here in, in Pennsylvania. The weather is is pretty cold. Uh, the days are short and the nights are long. So it, it, it's a little rough right now, but, you know, we, we get through it. There's always, there's always hope at the end. You know, <laughs> I, I actually feel a little bit similar to that. Um, you know, you get off Labor Day, you know, and, and then you're off Thanksgiving, and then you've got Christmas, and then you got New Year's, and then most of us don't have another official holiday to Memorial Day. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, some people have like a, you know, like an Easter or Good Friday or something, and my yeah. wife gets Banks holidays, so she gets off President's Day and Columbus Day. But most of us, you know, we've all of a sudden now got this five months without a yeah. a, a, a holiday. And so, yeah. yeah. It's a test of endurance right now, I'll tell you that much. And again, especially when, when you're up, up north here with the, with the cold winters. Stuff. Oh, I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> we've been lucky. It's been a fairly mild winter here in Dallas, so... Um, but we are doing the roller coaster. The other day it was um, like yesterday when I left work, it was like in the 70s. And then this morning when we woke up, it was in the 40s. So you're like, wait a yeah. minute. Um, <laughs> and for those of us who dress for yesterday's weather, it's not a good thing. <laughs> right. No, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So um, as you guys know, and we hope you know, Jay and I try to talk about once a month 
and we come up with different themes. Uh, we've discussed Thunder Road, and um, uh, in fact, we you you mentioned you really liked Craig's, uh, who was a recent guest, his thoughts on did Mary get in the car? Yeah, no, it was it was a cool take on it, like as if as if that song is kind of a soliloquy, like he's just kind of talking to himself or he's singing to himself. It's this kind of internal monologue that he never actually projects out to Mary or out to the world. And I, I thought that was an interesting take. I, I mean, I can definitely see the, the, the merit in that. Yeah, I did too. I thought that was a really interesting take that, because, you know, especially when you and I talk about this is all about making a decision, you know, and a choice. And, yeah. you know, this this character never had the courage to make that choice. No, and, yeah. And, and that yeah. makes it a very different kind of song. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I, I'm sure your your mind's all twisted up now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's very you interesting. It, I thought it was yeah. a straightforward song. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we got into you a little bit. Exactly. Here we go. Um, so because it is Valentine's Day, um, Jay and I thought we'd talk about Bruce Love Songs. And uh, so um, we both have our list. We're going to go through it like we normally do. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit of how you picked your songs and were there songs you may have made the list but you decided shouldn't? Yeah. Um, you know, so when you, when you came at me with this idea, I, I thought it was great. And then I thought, okay, well, I, I don't really know. Bruce didn't really write a whole lot of, like, straightforward love songs, you know. So I started thinking about kind of love and, let's say, the tenets of love and what makes love up, uh, what makes, you know, what makes a love this, like, mysterious thing that nobody can quite figure out. And if you think about it, I mean, every day a new love song comes out and, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, but we're never going to be short on love songs. So I started thinking about, like, what makes up love, you know, the tenets or the pillars of love, and I came up with five. And those five are absurdity, passion, frustration, mystery, and stability. So I took those five tenets, and then I started going through my Bruce Springsteen catalog. And I started thinking of what songs um, would fit into, into those descriptions. And that's how I began. So ultimately, I was able to whittle it down to five songs based on those five tenets. As usual... <laughs> you just are shaming me, Jay. That is awesome. Uh, no, I think I, I man, I, I, I really wait. So I said, um, for my own purpose, like I did not pick Linda. Let me be the one because that's a song that I go to fairly often. When I was on E Street Radio, lucky enough to be the boss, I picked that song. My wife's name is Linda. Every anniversary, I post, you know, him singing that long. I also decided, for my own sake, that Thunder Road and Born to Run, in a lot of ways, are love songs. But I decided, for my sake, I wasn't going to include them. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go something a little different. So that's what I kind of talked about, and I, I picked as usual a little personal choice of songs that have meant something to me that speak to me, either my relationship or a how for my uh, relationship. And so that's how I'm going to go. Okay? Cool. cool. Yeah, totally. Good, good. You want to start? Uh, yeah, definitely. So uh, as I said, I, I came up with like these sort of 
five tenants or themes, whatever you want to call them. And I, I kind of put them in order, starting with absurdity. And, you know, I think if you've ever been in a relationship, uh, the first, I guess, the infancy of the relationship can be can be quite absurd. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff kind of happens as you're trying to figure out this, this thing called love. The song for you has always been a, a love of mine. Uh, I, I mean, I just, I just love the song itself. absurdity of love there's there's sort of this these suicidal undertones that run throughout that song but um I, you know when i was when i was in college uh just to not to go on a, on a tangent here when i was in college um I, I spent many late nights probably after i've drank way too much beer uh listening to greetings from asbury park and and singing this song um and at the time i was kind of going through a little love crisis myself this always has a special place in my heart, and uh, I love the line that I think really does like a phenomenal job of kind of summing up this absurdity of love, and he says, you can laugh and cry in a single sound, and it's just a, a line that is, is, is full of complexity and contradiction, and I think it really does kind of sum up the absurdity of love, and, and you know, being, being a high school teacher now, I'm surrounded by teenagers, and you know, unfortunately, I sometimes get dragged into their their drama, and it reminds me of the dramas that I went through when I was 17 and into my early 20s. Uh, and I and I just think the song does a great job of kind of kind of capturing that intensity of those early early days of love. I always think of that. First off, great choice, and I also always think of um, Brad Paisley's song, "A Letter to Me." Okay. And where he mentions, um, you know, the premise is he's writing a letter to his 15-year-old self. And he talked about his heart was broken at that time. And, you know, pain like that is sharp and it's real. And mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, um, young love and your first heartbreak is so... So I can I imagine you there... Um, I also, um, I just had 
it's going to be out in a couple weeks, but Steven Strauss, the checkered shirt guy, checkered shirt guy. Okay. He talked about, he says, I think you have to have a little mileage before you can really enjoy Bruce's music. He says, yeah. I think you've got to have your heart broken a little bit or yeah. had life kicked you in the teeth a few times before you really embraces Bruce's music. And I, I thought that was a very insightful comment in a lot of truth. Yeah, totally. So I went a little more traditional. And, and uh, the truth, I will tell you, um, most of this song that I love is the melody and the chorus. And that is, you know, I'll work for your love. Catholicism in this song that I have no idea what it means, <laughs> you know, right. but but the idea of I'll work for your love, dear, what others may want for free, I'll work for your love, always reminds me that, you know, Lynn and I have been married over 30 years, and we, when someone asks us, asks how did it work, um, we always say, well, we we don't worry about if it's 50-50. We think in the long run, if it's 80-20, then it, you know, one day it'll be 60-40 or it'll be 20-80 the other way. And the idea is if you're both trying to have each other's back and you both care about each other, you know, in the long run, it's that journey together. And um, so a lot of times – people like well marriage is a lot of work and and i do think um it is in a way in another way it's it's your life it's just what you do and yeah. so but i love that idea of you know what others may want for free i'm willing to work i know that it's not it's not just easy to be a husband or a father it is involved with Sometimes, and this kind of goes through absurdity too, of <laughs> some of the things you do for your family, you're yeah. kind of go like, really? So yeah. that's that's so that's you know my first pick. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it, um, that song itself is it's not it's not romantic by any means, but it's real, and that's the one thing that I, you know, going through these songs, kind of what I learned about Springsteen's sort of approach to to love that it's it's not romantic um, in that traditional sense. Sure, right. there's there's moments of romanticism there, 
but ultimately it is it is it is about the grind it's about getting through from one day to the next and it's not always pretty um hey you ate a beauty but hey you all right you know so <laughs> absolutely all right so your next one um so I, I go from absurdity to passion and with that i chose i'm on fire The moodiness of that song is fantastic. Um, you know, there's a sort of rapture to it. Our, our speaker here is just totally consumed by his by his desire. Um, I, it's just a phenomenal song. Um, it's about need and it's about longing and it's about being just absolutely consumed by this passion for for a girl. And I, you know. These nights, you know, he writes about here, I'm um, just kind of like lying in bed and not being able to fall asleep. Uh, you know, we've probably been there before, especially in uh, I like to think in the in the early stages of of romance. Uh, you get through the absurdity, and then you you get into that passionate stage, and it's it's tough to fall asleep at nights. Yeah, I, I it's a short song too. Yeah, it is, yeah. and it is very much capturing a mood that. Yeah. You know, he mentions it, that burning desire, where in a lot of ways, like he's talked about in the river, you know, I want to marry you as a young man's song. I mean, this is a young, early love affair song about That's, where yeah. I can remember, you know, just just holding Linda or someone I dated before his hand was electric. It was just this feel and everything and, and uh, yeah I, I mean my my wife and i we we started dating when we were 16 and you know in those in those early days uh you know those teen years and even into our early 20s and you know for us you know going down the shore was a thing and i still remember like sitting on the ferris wheel and you're holding her hand and stuff like that and it's you know it's electric and uh is it the fact that the song the song is very short? Is Springsteen kind of, you know, saying, over, you know, saying not not outright saying it, but that these these desires or passions don't last terribly long? And and I can kind of see that. You know, 
you go through these stages of, 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 of lust and of passion, and you can't keep that up. <laughs> you just right. physically can't, you no. know? Um, but, but they're there. And, yeah. and they do consume you when they are there. I mean, if you look at the last, you know, four lines of the song, I'm on fire, I'm on fire, I'm on fire, you, yeah. you know, you're burning up. Yeah, oh, great choice. So I went the other side of, uh, you know, I'll work for your love, and, and I picked the self-doubt you have when you're in love, and I picked Brilliant Disguise. Ah, uh, yeah. It's uh, my, it, it didn't make the final cup, but it was there. is that you baby are just a brilliant disguise you know um and to have the i've tried so hard but i can't see what a woman like you is doing with me you know this this we kind of joke about and i'm sure you do with some of your friends uh too are like well he really overachieved or you know and 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 there is that though sometimes you find a partner that fits and that the other person from the outside they may say wow that this is a really one-sided relationship that it seems like she does most of the heavy burden and carrying and he kind of has it way easy or otherwise but no one knows what's inside that in those four walls that you make a home in i've very much on i've on the record i think that Tunnel of Love is just this brilliant album that kind of almost does tell the story of a relationship, the beginning, the middle, and the end. And yeah. so I just, this is, uh, I just love Brilliant Disguise, and I was like, okay, I, I'm going to make that, because I think all this needs a little, and and I think a lot of Bruce's love songs do have that tinge of sadness in it yeah and and you know that song itself that brilliant disguise it, it it's um it, it's sort of a microcosm of that relationship you know especially yeah. if your relationship goes through stages and you're, you're trying to figure out who this person is you know as you know you you, you stay in a, a long-term relationship and people change yeah and now you have this sort of new mask that they that they're wearing and you have to figure out what that means um, yes. So I, I a, a great song, um, 
the only reason why I didn't make the, my list was because I, I had another song from Tunnel of Low on there that I wanted to include. Okay, so, very nice. Um, so a nice little segue here. Yes. Um, so my next song, actually, so if I gone from um, absurdity to passion, and, and ultimately, once you get through those stages, you, it often leads to frustration. And you, know, you, you can't really talk honestly about love without talking about the frustrating parts of it because there are some frustrating parts and i think one step up is is a fantastic song in regards to really um optimizing this idea of this frustration itself you know it's like where it's hard sometimes on some days some stretches it's really hard to make progress and um i, I mean i love i love the imagery of the song uh, especially in the beginning uh he says you know the furnace wasn't burning and the engine wasn't turning and this idea of like kind of like starting and stopping and you just can't get anything going um i, I just talked about i'm on fire and the next song is uh the furnace wasn't burning you know like the, right. the, the had burned out and later on in that song, um, he he sings, it's the same thing night all night. Who's wrong, baby? Who's right? Another fight, and I slam the door. 
another little battle in our dirty little war. When I see myself, I don't see the man I wanted to be. I, I mean, that the, that right there, I just think, captures some of our internal struggles when we get locked into a relationship. We can't figure out who this person is across from us. We also can't figure out who we are, and it, it tears us up. So I, I just love this song because it's just, it, 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 it is a song about the frustrations of relationships, and he says, and he, and he, and he, and he delivers, it, delivers it so eloquently. I totally agree, Jay, and I don't know about you, but um, I have gotten in an argument with my wife, and um, and we we do not always follow the rule of never go to bed angry. Sometimes we just go to bed angry, like okay, you know, we're 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 churning, and um, I'm just we're heading to bed, and in the next morning I will wake up. And I will go, I don't know what we were fighting about. You know, I don't know how we got on this tangent and this road to where I don't really care about this thing that we were fighting about, you know. <laughs> right, but right, it just, right. it, it, it kind of, it was a, you know, the spinning whirlwind. And, and I do think, you know, I sit there and I go, you know, I don't, I'm not happy the man I am. I think that's all of us feel that way sometimes. Yeah, you know, when you when you have, you know, when you're working, you have children, all that stuff kind of compounds the relationship, you know. Uh, if we're talking about stages of relationships, when you're in that infancy stage of a romantic relationship, you know, the relationship comes first. I mean, you 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 disregard responsibilities and friendships to to, to honor that relationship, and then. Uh, when you get into it, when you get through that honeymoon stage, um, it's not always pretty. And, yeah. and and you have all of those other responsibilities now that just add stress to the relationship. And it very much feels like that. One day we're okay, and the next day, you know, we're two steps behind. So, uh, yeah, the other um, story I think is worth telling is – and, and – you know, I, I am not the biggest fan of Dr. Phil, but there are times when he says something that really strikes home with me. And um, one of the things he did in one of his um, shows or talking about is, you know, don't set the precedent. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're dating, you try to put yourself on the best foot forward. And then all of a sudden, once you're married, you're like... Oh, I, 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 you know, I won you now. You know, we're married. I don't have to do this. And, yeah. um, you know, I remember when we were dating, when any time we went over to Linda's parents' house, you know, to look good, you know, we always cleaned the dishes. You know, her mom cooked and we, you know, washed the dishes. And, like, once we got married, I'm like, do I still got to do this? <laughs> Wait a minute. I've already, you know, I've made the good impression. Isn't it someone else's turn? Yeah. yeah. No, and you're right. You know, we, we, we get married, and I guess we get lazy, and we're like, okay, we don't have to work. But, yeah. you know, unfortunately, when you don't work, that yeah. leads to complications. Yeah. Um, so mine is, um, you know, the next one I picked is the two in a row are going to be – I think that most people would have guessed I'm going to pick. I had someone post this that I just went – someone posted it said, I just 
wish that when Patty and Bruce do a duet, they didn't do one of these two songs. And so my <laughs> next two songs are going to be um, the first one is tougher than the rest. song as bruce has ever written yeah. uh it's been covered by enough country artists but i just love the idea that um the road is dark and it's a thin thin line but i want you to know i'll walk it for you anytime mm-hmm. and maybe your other boyfriends couldn't pass the test well if you're rough and ready for love honey i'm tougher than the rest and there is a we go back to kind of thunder road hey i'm no hero that's understood you know and in this in my mind bruce is saying i i'm there for you i'm going to be when the kids are sick and someone needs to get up and you know hold their hand while they're throwing up in the toilet or or clean up the mess or you know i'm going to be there and you i will be your soft place to fall Mm -hmm. and and i love that honest uh, 
approach because when you get past the passion, when you get past that fire, the truly is knowing that your best friend and you know that no matter what in the world, um, they've got your back. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's a great song, um, and and I agree with you that that song itself kind of captures the camaraderie that that we that that come with with love and with yeah. marriage, you know. Um, and again, I I said this earlier tonight, like I, I just think Bruce's romantic songs are not really that romantic. Yes, but but I but I enjoy that because they're very much real. Yeah. You know? That romantic stuff that only lasts for a short while, and then it's on to, to living, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there is... Um, he's going to be complex. And yeah. and um, I, I just love the idea that um, he's... Once again, he's kind of saying to them, you know, we can... We, a lot of his love songs are about partnerships, and, and I think that's a big thing for me. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. All right, and how about you next? Now, what's the uh, next category, and what's the next song? Well, then, so uh, the next category is mystery. Okay. Uh, so, again, we've gone through absurdity to passion to frustration, and if you're able to get through that frustration, if you're able to get through that stage... Um, you, you know, you you come out of this stage and you're you're still together. You're a little scarred, um, a little battle tested. Um, yet I I think that there still needs to be mystery. Okay. Uh, there still needs to be a sense of wonderment in in your relationship. And I said this. Um, you know, my wife and I we met when we were 16. Um, you know, we've been married now for going on 12 years, and we've been together for almost 20 years. And, you know, there are still times when I'm just curious about her, like curious in a sense of, you know, what is she, what is she thinking or how does she do that? You know, that thing. Um, And if that remains, if you can get through the doldrums of the day and you can get through the frustrations and the fights and the arguments, and yet just in that brief second, uh, of time, if you you know maybe it's the way that the light catches her hair, or just the, maybe the way she's standing there, and you know it makes you wonder. Okay, um, you know who is this? Who is this woman? Yeah. Um, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and, me too. So, so, so I picked a song uh, that has a, a sort of a special place in my heart and and for my wife, and uh, this actually was a song that we played at our wedding, and the song was Secret Garden. Uh, because it actually come, came from the Jerry came off the Jerry Maguire soundtrack back in 1996, and in fact that was the first date that my wife and I ever went on to the movies.
So that has a has a special place in my heart. And I, I I like the song in a sense where you know Secret Garden. Uh, me being you know the literary head that I am, I saw Garden. I thought Eden and Paradise. You know, mm-hmm. and if you look at the song, it's this imagery of kind of working to get to Paradise, um, and Paradise doesn't come easy, as does a good marriage or a healthy marriage doesn't come easy. It, it's work. Uh, lines like if you pay the price if you're willing to sacrifice uh, yourself you know and and I I think unfortunately a lot of people's relationships uh, don't work out because of selfishness and their unwillingness to put their partner in front of their their own desires and in this song we see these images of you know if you've got a hammer and a vice you know, you can go there, but you have to be prepared to work for it. And it's not going to, it's not necessarily going to come easy. And the song ends with um, this idea of, of mystery again, uh, where everything you want, where everything you need will always stay a million miles away. It's, 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 you know, it's like he's been singing for, for what, 40 years, that promised land. And is yeah. that promised land a real place or is that, just a place that you continuously work for? Is it part of your imagination that no matter what, no matter what the life's going to bring, you're just going to continue to work for it? So I think, you know, for a for marriage, for a relationship to stay healthy, there needs to be that element of mystery. Uh, you always kind of want to be curious about your partner. And um, if that mystery is there, that, that relationship's got a chance. I, I totally agree, Jay. Um shared this story before but you know back in 2012 Lynn and I drove up to Cleveland to see Bruce and 
in the way there we we did the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and and it was our first vacation in probably 10 or 15 years it was just us two and we it we kind of call it our Bruce and Bourbon second honeymoon because it was you just we realized we still loved talking to each other and we loved sometimes in the car a a silence that was very comfortable they say the other story i love to tell during this drive is we're on a section of highway that was pretty even though it was the interstate it was pretty remote and there was no buildings just miles and miles of trees and we're driving and linda says you know what i always worry about in this kind of roads and i said Werewolves? (laughs) Werewolves? <laughs> she said, "No, police officers. Why? Why would you think I'd say werewolves?" And I said, "That tells you everything you need to know about our marriage. After you 30 years, I still think she may say werewolves." Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "No, I'm not going to say werewolves." Uh, and she just laughed at me like, "You, you, you are creepy. What?" And so, yeah. So um, there is that mystery, and I. I, I um, it's funny, I, you know, um, being a teacher, it often comes up. You know, we we, we study works of literature and themes of love come up, and um, I'm not I'm not necessarily shy about my my life, my personal life. I tell stories all the time, uh, and I always tell a story uh, about when I saw my wife for the first time, and you know, I, I really, uh, it, it, it's not I'm not speaking in hyperbole here. I I. I been 20 plus years and I still remember like clear as day uh, walking down a hallway in school and in high school and kind of seeing her framed in a doorway and just standing there and um, it's it's hard to explain I've been trying for about 20 years to figure out how to say it correctly um, and I still haven't figured it out just yet but I saw her and I, I just knew I don't know if I knew that I was going to go marry her and have three children with her but I saw her, and I just knew something. And I, I, at the time, I didn't know what that something was. But I, I just knew that at some point in my life, I had to talk to that girl. And, I, you know, I'm 16, and I, you know, I, I know nothing about love. Trust me, at that point, I still don't know anything about love. But, um, but you know, I just had this gut feeling, I guess this intuition that I think we all have. Fortunately, we, we, we kind of quell that with, let's say, fear. Uh, but but I felt this, just this pounding of my chest, and I saw her, and I can still see her, as I'm telling you right now, like, framed in this doorway. And she looked at me, and I looked at her, and, you know, her story matches mine. We just looked at each other, and I, I, I don't want to get into love at first sight and all that stuff. But, like, I, I just knew, I, I knew something. I didn't know the, I didn't understand in its, in its complexity, but I knew something. And and that song itself kind of always takes me back to that moment. That that is awesome. That is wonderful, and that's that's a great story. My next one is 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 truly it's about lost love, and and the reason I picked it, there are times when the world has kicked me in the teeth. Where I've had a bad day, and my employees have 
screamed at me or other departments or just regard you know it's just been a day where everything has gone wrong and the only thing i can think about is going home and if not physically then emotionally lay in linda's arms mm-hmm. you know not only not necessarily physical but just this you know where she can listen we we do have a rule that we borrowed this from a friend of mine but we go supportive or logical <laughs> and yeah, it's like right. oh i need supportive tonight yeah <laughs> okay yeah. fine you know <laughs> uh, i've never seen bruce play back in your arms live but i've seen the live you know video clips of it and and it's just so much longing and yeah. this so where I, I, you know, and he talks about that a lot. You had a good thing and you messed it up. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, that feeling of if I could just be held, it, you know, it will soothe my troubled soul. And yeah. it will make me feel safe and loved again. So for that reason, I included in my list, which goes back to your point, it's not a romantic song. It's not, you are so beautiful, or you are the sunshine of my life. I mean, this is truly, I screwed up, I was horrible, and now then, I'm standing in an empty road where nothing moves but the wind. And there's, doesn't matter how much I try to do, I don't think I'm going to get back to you. In my dream, our love was lost, and I lived by luck and fame. I carried you inside of me, and I prayed it wouldn't be too late. But now I'm standing on this empty road Where nothing moves but the wind And I, I, I mean, in a lot of his songs, there is that that need for physicality. Yeah. And and again, not like you are so beautiful, but I need the physicality to help me through my crisis. Uh, yes. Or or we both need it to help us through this right. this rough time in our lives. So, uh, yeah. And and that that theme runs through a lot of his songs there. Uh, how about you? What's your next one? All right, so my, my last song here. So we've gone from absurdity to stability. And when you proposed this idea 
this idea of love songs. Um, this was the first song that I thought, like immediately I thought about this song. Since, you know, you proposed this, I've been slightly obsessed with this song. Um, and it's not a traditional love song in any way. But now that, you know, that I am married and we have three children, and I mean, most of our days are pretty chaotic where we come home from work and the kids are running around and we're doing homework and cooking dinner and then head them out to soccer and basketball practice. Again, it's nothing romantic at all. I, I, I love this song because um, there's a sense of stability in it. And when that person is missing, um, that stability is lost. And I started my whole thing with absurdity and craziness and just mm-hmm. just the sort of anarchy of love. And, and now it ends with a sense of, of stability. And the song itself is You're Missing off of the Rising album. Shirts in the closet, shoes in the home. Mama's in the kitchen, baby at home. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. But you're missing. Cups on the counter, jackets on the chair, papers on the doorstep, but you're not there. Everything is everything. Everything is everything, but you're missing. Pictures on the nightstand, TV's on in the tent. Your house is waiting, your house is waiting for you to walk in. For you to walk in, but you're missing. And the, the song itself is just. Uh, you know, it's a brilliant description of ordinary life. Um, shirts in the closet, shoes in the hall, uh, mom's in the kitchen, baby, and all. I mean, there's, there's, re- there's nothing, the ro- nothing romantic about it. Um, yet it does such a good job of, of explaining, kind of marriage life. And I can attest to it. Where, you know, when I get home and. You know, my wife's not there. Some, I'm okay. I mean, I, I'm fine. I mean, I'm doing my thing. But something's just not there. Something's a little off, you know. And it's like, um, you know, a couple years ago, my wife had to head down to Tennessee because her father had a heart attack. And, you know, there's three days and I'm just kind of lying in bed by myself. And, you know, I joked with her, hey, it's great. I get to stretch out. I don't have to hear you snore. And, you know, your arms aren't in my face. But you miss that. 
you miss the stability that that loves that love brings and I mean, that song's on the Rising uh, album, and and I think you know there's a, a lot of the connections have to do with with 9/11 and losing somebody in a tragedy like that. But the song itself is so transient because it works its way into just married life, and when your partner is not there, whether maybe they have passed on or they're just they're just running late, um, your your life is is off its axis just a little bit. And that's a little unsettling, but it also makes you realize that love can be the great stabilizer that or stabilizer that your life needs. You know, a beautiful choice, and I totally agree. I've been working a lot. I, I started a new job in November, and so I'm, I've worked late a couple of nights this week. And, you know, I got home a little bit early tonight, and Linda got home and gave me a big old hug and said, hey, I've missed you. And and we kind of caught up what was going on and she, you know and she's like what time's your podcast and i said oh not till 9 and she says okay and we visited and you know normally we do not have that childhood kid responsibility so she will go on girls trips where they go cycling or camping you know i come home friday night and she's not here and it's great you know i just you know throw clothes everywhere and you know and just you know <laughs> and, and you know um just kind of catch up on dvr and watching stuff and saturday i'll run a few errands but mostly i'm just enjoying you know being a bachelor and just during and yeah. then about nine o'clock sunday morning i'm like wonder what time she's coming home yeah you know yeah. It, it is in in and if it's a late trip, like if they're further away, and they don't get home till three or four Sunday afternoon, it's really I'm missing her. It yeah. is, you know. And we'll talk a lot about sometimes she'll be in the bedroom watching something she wants to see, and I'm in the living room watching something else. But we're in the same house, and we know at any moment we can hit pause and go and say, "Hey." what's going on with you and everything. So I, I totally, you know, the, the house feels empty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I said, I've been a, a kind of obsessed with the saga. I, I, I've just listened to it over and over again. Um, Cause it's also a commentary on sort of the fragility of, of life and how quickly things can be taken away. And I mean, it's sad, but you just turn on your nightly news and, and, you know, you hear a story of, of somebody dying. Um, and, you know, I, today, actually, um, up in, I don't know if you saw it, but up in Delaware, uh, there was a, uh, inmates in a, at a prison in Delaware. Had taken I did it. see that. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and uh, it was in crisis or in hostage mode for about uh, 24 hours. Yeah. And, and ultimately, one of the corrections officers was killed. And I was watching it on the news, and they were ushering his family into, um, I guess, the, the police station. And obviously, they're just kind of like, yeah, just completely out of it. But you yeah. think about that, and, and again, how fragile life is. And they are there, your partner is there one minute, and then one minute, they're gone. And yeah. there's just an emptiness there. So, uh, I mean, it's not a traditional love song. It's it's nothing Barry White would sing by any means. Right. But it is such a great commentary on how love gives our lives stability and how we should appreciate that 
when when often what we do is take it for granted. Yeah, great choice. I totally agree. Um, I have I have a younger cousin who's about five years younger than I am, and um, he um, my his dad and his mom lived um, just next to my grandparents my grandparents' dairy farm, and so when we would go visit. Uh, my little sister Rita, who's five years younger than I am, would go visit David and James, and they were my. We, the four of us would do stuff together all the time, and and he just passed a couple weeks ago, and it had probably been 15, 20 years since I've seen him. It just, you know, you get busy, and you know he's, um, you know I, you know when we go home to Louisiana now. Now that my grandparents are gone, you know, I basically see my mom and my brother and my sister and my connect. But for a minute there, it was like, wow, it, it just a piece of my childhood's gone and yeah. that quick. And, you know, now then, you know, his his widow is left. And, and I, you know, I've talked to my mom who still is close to him and she'd say, yeah, they're just trying to figure it out. So. Yeah, just so a beautiful song for a beautiful album, and that talks about just as you said, it's so it can go so quickly. Yeah, it's so. the fragility and the brevity of life. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So to close this up, I have uh, the traditional, and I'm sure that if uh, Bruce had a quarter for every time if I should fall behind was played at a wedding, he would have. <laughs> even more money than he does. Yeah, you're right. But it is such a... If there is a traditional love song that he's written, this is it. And... and We said we'd walk together, baby, come what may, and that come the twilight, should we lose our way, if hands were walking, and hands shall slip free, I'll wait for you, and should I fall behind, will you wait for me?
idea and you know this is tougher than the rest and this is what him and patty always duet on but there is something about each lover's steps fall so differently but i'll wait for you and if i should fall behind wait for me and you know i have very short legs i'm an overweight man (laughs) and my wife is um very athletic and 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 is very uh quick and um she waits for me both physically and emotionally <laughs> uh when we are going somewhere um in fact when linda and i and my friend sam all went down to see houston uh, bruce down in houston in 2014 you know she's walking to the show to we're going there and sam had to slow the f down linda (laughs) and and it was just hilarious because and and she does we were in new orleans for christmas and she'd she'd walk ahead and then she'd look and there's my little you know short little legs going around and and she just kind of keeps looking and waits for me and so um and and i think that's not just physically but i also think emotionally like sometimes and i'm sure this happens to you and your lovely bride where one of you accepts if you've had a hardship or you've had a setback one of you may have your mind wrapped around it faster than the other one and they've got to wait for you to catch up and to be there so you can both be on the same page to move forward to whatever you're going to challenge you're going to face and yeah. and I think that's a lot to do with marriage is this whole um, I'm going to wait for you will you wait for me right like and I think for the marriage to work any marriage you, you can't have a constant leader um, right. you, you know there there somebody has to fall behind and uh, when they do, it's the other person's responsibility to step up and take the lead. And, I mean, I can attest to that in my own personal life and through my, you know, my medical experiences. Um, it's there have been some days when, for whatever reason, I had the courage to take the lead and kind of drag my wife along. And then there were days when I didn't have the courage and she would have to take the lead. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is, it's such a, such a fantastic microcosm of, of how relationships work. Yeah, and, and I, I love that you said that because it's true. Sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's my turn to be strong or it's her turn to be strong. And some days, neither one of us feel like being strong 
and that's when we um, we go to Canada, as I do air quotes, where <laughs> we'll stay in bed all weekend binge watching some TV show, and we're just like, you know, um, make the world go away, right? The great right. country music song, you know, <laughs> who doesn't feel that way someday? Um, awesome. So, were there any songs that we talked that didn't make your list that you want to bring up? Um, well, I had Billy in Disguise, but we talked about that. Okay. Um, I, I, I thought briefly about She's the One. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, kind of like a poppy song. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy it, but it's not one of my favorites. But, right. but I, I think the song that was on the cusp here, but it really didn't fit into, like, thematically into what I wanted to do here was My City of Ruins. Um, yes. Just just the love of, of, of a setting and the love of, mm-hmm. of, of your hometown. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, that's a brilliant song, and, and I absolutely love that song. Yeah. Uh, but it's more about a love for, for the land and, for obviously, for the city. Mm-hmm. And you know, when the city falls, um, you still love it. And yeah. you, you still want to see it rise up. Um, I thought of Long Time Coming um, just because of the the parenthood and the, the childhood and, you know, and the being the, the joy and the burden of being a parent. Um, I, that you know, decided it didn't fit my list, but I certainly thought about that. Um, and then um, I decided to go with uh, Back in Your Arms instead of Drive All Night. Yeah. Uh, because similar themes um, it is just one. And then um, Honorary mentioned, uh, I happened, I was lucky enough to be in Jersey, as we talked about, on August 25th when he did Jersey Girl, and the couple got engaged on stage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I tell you what, if there was never a more romantic moment, you know, uh, yeah. that was it. And so that you know, so even though he didn't write the song, there there is a, a it is a beautiful love song that he's kind of made his own. Yeah. Um, one one other one that I, again didn't really fit in, and I. I just scratched it down here, but I did think about it. Was um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, "Living Proof" is a great song uh, about yeah. about you know him and his, his son coming into the world and that 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 love that all of a sudden he finds yeah. in the eyes of his of his son. It's a brilliant song. Again, unfortunately, just didn't fit into my my themes here. Well, very nice. Um, so Jay, if someone wants to reach out to you. And uh, and read some of your fine writing. How can they? Write uh, on fighton.org is where you can find all the all of my writings, all of my musings, and uh, you know I read a lot of nonfiction, uh, creative nonfiction. So most of my material is real stuff, uh, stuff that I've experienced in different stages of my life. Uh, I post weekly. So, uh, you know, I'm constantly updating. I'll get a new story out every Friday. And uh, I'd love for you to stop by and check it out. Thank you. I, I, I do, and I enjoy it. it it's always um, an interesting take. I love reading, you know, this kind of window to your world and your view of it. Um, makes it, you know, you 
you're sharing yourself, but you're not sharing yourself, kind of the way you write it. So it's been, it's always good. Um, I am at uh, Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. Um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day and that you spend it with someone who loves you and that you love. And uh, I think um, we'll end with now everyone dreams of love lasting and true. But you and I know what this world can do. So let's make our steps clear that the other may see. I'll wait for you. And if I should fall behind, wait for me. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Jay.
hang on. <laughs> we will edit this out. Obviously, my son just got home and his dog is like, oh, dad, dad, dad. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.